If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. You are listening to the world's top fitness, health, and entertainment podcast. This is Mind Pump. Now, Here we are. episode, we answer fitness and health questions from live people. So they call us up. They ask us their questions. We talk to people from British Columbia, from Washington, D.C., from uh, Canada, all over the world. We answered four questions. Uh, you're going to love that We're part of the episode. We're international. But before we get into that part, we do the intro portion. Today's intro portion was about 36 minutes long. And this is where we talk about current events. We talk about things not related to fitness often. Uh, we brought up our sponsors. So I'm going to give you a rundown of the intro portion of the episode. Again, that's 36 minutes long. If you fast forward 36 minutes, we get right to the answering the fitness questions. So we open up by talking about how American troops drank all the beer in Iceland. Yeah. Ah, number one. Go team. Absolutely. Then we talked about some of our favorite movies growing up when we were kids. Uh, Adam educates us on sports gambling and why you probably shouldn't do it. It's bad mm, for you. Mm -hmm. Then we talk about Gwyneth Paltrow, Paltrow's vagina candle. Uh, she has a, a vagina smelling candle. More news there, everybody. That uh, is selling like hotcakes in, in the UK. Um, then we talked about a Forbes article that highlighted one of our favorite brands, Viori. Now, Viori is a company we've been working with for a long time. They make some of the best athleisure wear stuff you'll find anywhere. There's a lifetime guarantee. The stuff is comfortable. You can work out in it. You can go out in it. Um, and because you listen to Mind Pump, you get a huge discount. You get 20% off any of their products. Go check out their stuff. Go see what looks good. Try it out. Um, we think you'll be very, very satisfied. You'll love it. Go to vioriclothing.com. That's V-U-O-R-I clothing.com forward slash mind pump. And there's an automatic 20% off that's applied there. Then we talk about the new app that everybody's talking about, Clubhouse. That sounds cool. Uh, I brought up how Japan is going to be bringing a human-animal hybrid to full term. Why? Uh, I don't think they learned a lesson the last time Godzilla yeah. came to town. Mothra. That, <laughs> then we talked about aggressive shark sex. This is something that Justin was really, <laughs> really- I was watching videos. <laughs> to bring up. Yeah. And then I talked about my post-COVID scare behaviors and how I'm drinking uh, immunity from Organifi all the time now because it's got stuff that's great for your immune system. By the way, Organifi makes organic- supplements and products that are vegan, they're plant-based, protein powders, their green juice is super popular. That's actually their most popular thing. They have a red juice, which is great uh, for pre-workout, caffeine-free, but it does give you energy. Go check out their stuff. They're one of the more popular companies that's out there. If you go to Organifi.com, that's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash Mind Pump, and then use the code Mind Pump, you'll get 20% off any of their products. And then we talked about a documentary on Netflix called Athlete A. Very, very compelling. After that, we got into the fitness questions. Again, a lot of fun talking to people live. We can break down what they're looking for and prescribe fitness and health advice. Um, also, this month, uh, all month long, we're running a huge promotion. We've taken some of our best workout programs and put them together in what we're calling the Starter Bundle. This bundle is appropriate for those of you that are beginners or people who've taken a lot of time off of working out. In this bundle is included MAPS Anabolic, a phenomenal workout program for building muscle, strength, shaping your body, and especially for speeding up your metabolism. It's a great metabolism-boosting workout program. And, of course, it comes with 
exercise demos, and it tells you how many sets and reps, everything you need to follow the workout. This bundle also includes MAPS Prime, which is great for correcting movement pattern issues. So if you have pain or if you want to improve how you squat or deadlift, you will love MAPS Prime. There's also the Intuitive Nutrition Guide, which will help you with your diet because, of course, diet is the other half of the equation. And then we're throwing in MAPS Starter for free. MAPS Starter is ideal to get started with. So if you've taken a lot of time off working out or you're a beginner, start with MAPS Starter, complete that, then move to MAPS Anabolic. Now, if we did all these programs at retail, you would spend over $340, but right now you can get all of them in this bundle for only $80, and we also included a 30-day money-back guarantee. Go check them out. Go to mapsjanuary.com, read more about them, look into them, and get yourself signed up. Again, that's maps, M-A-P-S, january.com. Dude, you guys proud of our soldiers? Did you guys hear what happened? What? No. I don't what know. Happened? I think this is an old old story though. I think it's like a couple of years old. Uh, so <laughs> I mean it's just it's just, it just happened. great time to share this in current oh, yeah. events. Hey, whatever. Thanks. It's it's cool. So uh this was a big story. I don't know. I, I didn't I'd never heard of this, but somebody shared it, so I looked it up and I thought it was pretty cool. So um the US soldiers were stationed in Iceland and over a weekend. They oh, drank. somebody shared this with me, too. Did they share it with you? Yeah, yeah. they drank Over, all their alcohol, They right? drank the entire beer supply. <laughs> <laughs> of all of Iceland or what, all of the it? town or what? I what? mean, this was, I guess, part of the, 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 the amount of beer that they had stored for soldiers. Wow. I don't know. But they drank it. All. Oh, no, no. It says the bars. What? Bar owners repeatedly said they have never experienced a situation similar to this before. <laughs> I mean, awesome. it, it, I imagine it's because the town is so small, right? And then mm-hmm. you just have, you know, all of a sudden probably thousands and thousands. Yeah, yeah what's the population? I mean, it's pretty uh, sparse. Or or they're just badass. You've been there, right, mm-hmm. Justin? Iceland? No. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, you haven't. Oh, my my other my other buddy has been there. I've always wanted to go. It it's beautiful. beautiful yeah. yeah. Really? It's, yeah, yeah. It says it's beautiful. It says the people are really cool. They do a thing there with the bars. If I'm correct, I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. I know somebody on our show will or on our audience will. They at two o'clock. They don't close the bars, but they lock you in. So if you want, if you want to stay and just drink all night, you can. They just you can't leave after that. (laughs) What a great that's actually a good idea excuse that you could give your wife. (laughs) Why didn't you, honey? They locked the doors. I'm sorry, I'm on lockdown. There's nothing I could do. They locked the doors. Yeah, I think they don't allow after two. They don't allow any in and out. But if you're still there. Partying and drinking, you can go kind of all night. I they think don't let that's you leave. Yeah, that's yeah, a, that's hilarious. Yeah, I think that's, that's how it works. Just madness, you know, for the bartender. Oh, that would suck. You have to go hard. You just deal with all these sloppy idiots. Yeah, oh, that reminds me a ton of money, though. That's true. Did you? I mean, you keep uh, as long as they're paying. Yeah, it reminds me of the movie uh, Bronx Tale. Did you guys ever watch that? Yeah. Oh, what a great movie! Well, have I you seen that, that, Justin? I don't know if I've seen that. Oh, that's terrible. Anyway, it's a great movie, yeah. and in the there's a De Niro, scene. Johnny Depp, who's in it? No, not Johnny Depp, but De Niro's in there. De Niro and who else? He plays it? the dad of this kid that grows up in this neighborhood and in Bronx, and yeah, who plays who plays his son? Not really a well known actor. Oh, it's I not. just remember his name in the in the movie it was Golodjito was his name. It's a weird name, but anyway, in there there's a scene where these bikers drive through the town and then they go into one of the bars and this is like a like you know small like Italian neighborhood with like the little mobsters or whatever uh-huh. so they go into this bar and they start roughing up the bar spraying beer or whatever mm-hmm. so the mobster guy walks up to them and he's like I have to ask you guys to calm down or whatever like no problem we'll be cool but then they keep fucking around so then he just walks over 
and he locks the door and then they look at him and he goes, well, now you can't leave. And then they just beat the shadow. <laughs> what a great scene. When it, yeah. when it reminds me of what you, you know, what you yeah. just said. Yeah. One of the best scenes of, uh, of any movie. Anyway, you guys have a movie like that Good when times. you were a kid that you just, just watched over besides Star Wars that you watched over uh, and over again? That adjusted, you just, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I watched Boondock Saints quite a bit. I, I had this like, I went through this phase where I just like was kind of like how you're proud of being Italian. Like I was like, all Irish, you know, and like, and these guys were like, you know, vigilantes and they're going around like, and they have like this cool prayer that they do. That was a badass kill movie, somebody. That was a hell of a good movie. Yeah. So I, w- I was like always reciting like all the scenes and, uh, you know, and the bartender that had Tourette's and everything. It was just so great. Was that high school for us when that dropped? When did that drop? It must've been high school. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. It sounds like that's about right. It's been around for a while. I, you know, I don't, uh, I watched Few Good Men a bunch of times. I was into that. I don't know That's, what that, that was your Tom Cruise face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 he just looks so good in white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he really does. <laughs> why why sure. do you keep watching this, Adam? <laughs> Adam gets so giggly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You can't handle the truth. That's why uh, you can't handle the I'm truth. Keep watching. Uh, really? I laugh. Be- I laugh because uh, you know it's what's true is I actually was wa- I watched the firm a lot back then too. Which is <laughs> <laughs> and Top Gun. Yeah, yeah. Like, no. he's a good actor. I mean, I'll give it to him. <clears throat> yeah, no, underrated. He was an underrated actor, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Jesse, well, he's still underrated? I don't know. No, about I don't that. know about that. Well, no, because, okay. I don't uh, think anybody thinks he's underrated. I do, because. Really? Uh, have you seen Born on the Fourth of July? No. That was an academy. I mean, that was a performance, but most people don't place Tom Cruise in that category of, you know, actors. Really? Yeah. They, they think he's, a, he's, a, he's like a well known actor, but they wouldn't put him in the same category as, like, I don't know some of the other greats uh, that I, are out there. I would disagree. I think that he's up there. Maybe because well, I'm married to my my wife hates. She thinks he's terrible. Oh, uh, yeah. he's short. Is I that don't why? know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> some women hate on him because he's I know, short. Right? She, yeah, she, what's up with that? Yeah. Like, a lot of those guys are. You know, you don't realize how many actors are like really like little dudes. Yeah. But when you think back to high school, all the guys that were in drama, you know, if, well, at least when I was a kid growing up, if you were in drama, you were like a bucko five and like Yeah, five, I thought five. like Marky Mark was uh, taller. I thought he was like over six at least. Yeah, he's hella he's small. Not. Is he really? No, yeah. he's like 5'10", 5'8". 5'8", 5'10". What's Mark Wahlberg? Uh, Mark what? W- Wahlberg. Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was between swallows. Yeah. Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> wow. I think he's like 5'9". Yeah. Boy, you want to talk about somebody who reinvented their image. Like, so a lot of young kids, they're, oh yeah, Mark Wahlberg's cool. Did yeah. he really though? You have no idea. He was Marky Mark when I was a kid, and then he was popular. Mark, yeah, 5'8", man. He's 5'8". Feel five, the vibration. He, yeah. He, he was, he was, he feel was, it. Feel this it. is what he did, okay? Yeah. He literally, this is, this is what he was known for for a second. He would pull his pants down. Remember that? I yeah. know, but I still feel like yeah, he's like kind of the, the same like... Like cool guy, sex appeal dude. You know what I'm saying? Take your shirt off. He's still hey, name a name a name a movie where he doesn't right, take his he, shirt off uh, immediately. You no, know, yeah. seriously, name a movie he doesn't that's, take his shirt I, off. I can't. That's that's true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Daddy's home. I don't know. But yeah. you guys remember? Oh, no, I think there's a scene. There's in probably there. one in there. Yeah, yeah. where he's the uh, shows the abs. <laughs> Adam knows all of them. Yeah, yeah it's uh, uh wait, wasn't there a basketball game? He went to. He was. This was in the Marky Mark phase, and he was at a game, and he took his shirt off, and all the girls were, ah, and then he pulls pants down. What? <laughs> yes. Uh, this is what he did. Yeah. Because it was a thing or something. Yeah. It was weird. I'm pretty sure it worked yeah. for him. Yeah. Speaking of basketball, my Warriors last night took it to the Lakers. Wow, what a yeah. They went swimming? That's impressive. No, oh, that's a no team. You're so terrible, man. <laughs> so I, I I tell you I don't get it. Obviously, Sorry. It's, it's so lame talking to you guys sometimes about this stuff, but it's <laughs> very exciting for me to see the Warriors right now because we are we're, we're we have a ton of young guys. We don't have Clay, he's out hurt, obviously. Durant's gone, Iggy's gone. 
gone. These are all were, were cornerstone pieces to the championship team. Mm. So everybody counted out the Warriors for being good. And the first, like, I'd say 12 games or so were pretty rough. But, I mean, Steve Kerr was just playing all these young guys. And now uh, they're, it's all starting to gel. Yeah. And it's been really fun, which for betting for me is awesome because when – Did they, you win? Yeah, I won last night. Uh, I won, I've won – I lost they once must have been on them. big underdogs in that game. They were. Right? They were. Yeah. It was a min- at minus eight and a half. I actually started – it opened at minus n- – or plus nine, excuse me, which means they get nine points, nice. right? So, I mean – and they've been fighting like every game they've been Now, when you bet on a game like that, is it uh, – you bet uh, you know, bet 100, you make 100 if they win, or do they, you make more? More because they're the underdog, so or is it just the points? There's spread? other cases, yeah. It's the points. So there's other things that you can bet on. You, there's what's called the money line. So if I would have taken the Warriors straight up and they were already a, a huge underdog, I could have bet say, uh, and I believe it was like plus three fifty. So I could have bet a hundred dollars to win three fifty, just for winning, just for winning. But if you point, mm. if you play the spread, the spread safer, it's right? So the Lakers could have beat them by five points, and I still would have won. Mm-hmm. So that's why I like this, and that's why I, I like betting that with a, like a game like the, with against the Warriors. When I I've been I watch every game, I see how they're playing, and there's like there's an energy around them right yeah. now. And so even though they're not ranked really high right now, that we're not they're like barely 500, I believe after last night, that they they won't get a, they won't get favored to win a lot of games. Mm. But sometimes, and then they're playing the Lakers, defending champions. They have the best defense in the league, so all of a sudden they give the Lakers a huge favor. And it's like, man, I think we could maybe even win. I definitely think we're going to keep it closer than nine. I like, I like nice. that bet. Now, let okay. me ask you a question because, okay, so you could do this online, right? Gambling, can, you can do this online? I don't know. They have like I have kings, don't they? Or like yeah. some of those. I don't know services. how much trouble I get myself in for saying too that I have. Well, like, you know people. Yeah, let's just leave yeah, it yeah. that. So yeah. you know, <laughs> let's just leave it I got a guy. You hey. know people, yeah. and then this is how they gamble. Right. And then when you do it online, do you have to put the money in in order to gamble? In other words, that way they know they have it if you lose. So I. I don't know how that works. Okay. Because I I have always gone through somebody so oh, I see. long before and so I have I have an account with them. God, I don't know how much I can talk about this or not. You know a guy that has well, an account. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's, I'm let's, helping let's, you right now. Thank yeah. you. That's welcome. I know somebody who has an bag. account. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And break your he's thumbs. a little stand-up guy. It's, yeah. If you have good credit, it's like anything else. If you have good credit, uh, and you're and, and they know where you live, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. And you pay your you pay your bill, you pay your debt, and stuff like that. You get a a bigger uh, availability. So like uh, maybe when someone first starts gambling like that, they won't let you bet more than more than a thousand dollars. That's um, your limit. But I have like a ten thousand dollar limit for total betting in a week, and then I also have a five thousand limit per bet. So mm-hmm. and that's normally how they do it. You have a per bet limit, and then you have a max. For the week, you can so that way because what happens with a lot of gambling addicts is you lose and you double up, you double up, you double oh, up. Right. Before you know it, you're you're down a hundred grand. Yeah, and then you can't pay your bill in the week, and then these so and they'll then they put, mail you your kid's ear in the mail <laughs> and tell you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you do you, uh, all joking aside? What's the most money that your friend ever won? Uh... Like in all of gambling, not nah, like in, yeah, in yeah, all okay, gambling, okay, all, uh, seventeen thousand. Wow, mm. yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Mm. You know, yeah, it was those are fun, you know. But I'm and I now does it hit. feel? I, can't, I imagine if I won, so I I won one time mm-hmm. uh, on a slot machine. I hate gambling, right? <laughs> yeah. So I don't gamble. But when I turned twenty one, I went to Vegas for my birthday. And I thought, oh, this is what you're supposed to do when you turn 21. And literally, I put one quarter and I won 600 bucks. No yeah. way. And I didn't play for the rest of the Because that's yeah. me, right? Yeah. I'm yeah. ahead. I'm not going to play anymore. <clears throat> but for me, when I won the 600, it felt like it was Monopoly money. I might as well just spend it while I'm here. Does it feel like that? 
No, just, I'm I am actually so and I'm uh, you know it, I didn't know we were going to get into this conversation, but uh, this year, so uh, this is funny, right? This is part of my New Year's resolution. So uh, I've never like tracked for the entire year. So I'm tracking right now. Is that because you're trying? You purposely don't want to know. Well, I think in the past I've always treated it like this. Like I have a a, a, a you get a, like a buffer. I have a budget. Yeah. I have a budget that I say I will allow myself to spend this much. If I lose it all, I, that's it. I'm yeah. done. Like I have I have limits, right? That you know, and I, I can lose that in the let's say the month. I let's just say for hypothetical reasons, my friend says five thousand dollars is the total amount he'll allow himself to potentially lose. You could uh, you, that could be lost in the first week. And you're done for the whole year. You're done for the month. Oh, all the month. Yeah, yeah. You're oh, done okay. for the month, and then that resets. So Got that's mm. that's how I I treat it. So, but this is I've never actually like from beginning of the year to the end of the year tracked all of my gambling to kind of see where I end up. My my guess because I kind of tracked in the past, but not like as diligent as I am this time. Is I wash. You know, it's about this. Yeah, at the so end you just day. have fun. Yeah, and that's it makes the game more fun, and I treat it that way. See, like, it would make mm. the game just more stressful for me. Yeah. I, I don't think it'd make it more fun. Well, that's this, that same feeling you get is the same. You know, we talk I about do this. I that with, if I don't care about the team. You know what this is? Yeah. This is like scary movies to me for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't lose five grand if a movie's scary. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the, the anxiety type of feeling or whatever like that. It like, excites you. Yeah, it excites me. Yeah. It's, a, it's a different feeling. It yeah, is- I, I, so I when I was a kid, I had a friend um, who I remember I went to his house and they had like a nice car and a boat and all this stuff. And I was like, wow, man, mm. what does your dad do for a living? And he goes, he's a professional poker, poker player. player. Yeah. And I didn't know that I, that was a job. I thought that was, I, I think made it up. I'm like, get out of here. You don't do that yeah. for a living. He goes, no, that's what my dad does for a living. And then I met his dad and I was, you know, I was in seventh grade and I was super curious. And I said, what makes somebody good at, uh, you know, gambling? How can you do that professionally? Their discipline. That's it. He goes, yep. he goes, it's 100% your, your temperament. That's the word he used. It's your temperament. He goes, uh, you know, somebody who's good can handle losing a lot of money and it's not that big of a deal. They can also handle winning a lot of money and it's not that big of a deal. And they stick to their rules. Yes. Now, see, for me, my temperament is would be terrible because yeah. I lose 10 bucks and I'm like, that's lunch. Now I'm angry. I don't want to do this anymore. Mm. But So I don't have the temperament for it. So, so I went through a phase where I I was, uh, I thought maybe I might like be this guy, right? No, you did Yes, I did. Of right? course. I did. Right? <laughs> Read the books. I, and I was spending time like down at the, the, the casinos. Yeah, this is so. a cool job. <laughs> well, I met a lot of guys, right? So I, I really uh so what i the way my entry to to gambling at all was actually texas hold'em so back when i didn't have the money to lose i got good at playing cards and it started with playing you know locally with friends and doing like a you know kind of a tournament style like pots and uh got good started reading books on like how to do the math and figure it out like you're and that's really what it is it's the guys that are pro they have the discipline to stick to the math no matter how tempting it is to go outside of that, and that if you sit at a, a table in a casino, eventually uh, four or five whales will come through. Four or five drunk, I don't know how to play the game, but I'm just having fun, throwing a few hundred, and that's when it's they like got piranhas. And you gobble up those guys. Yeah. You just wait for that time, you, and, you, and you may sit at the table for six hours. That's just, me drunk trying to play cards. Yeah, right just, just folding, 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 and then here comes the whale. Here comes the sucker who who just keeps betting and betting, and then you wait for that opportunity, and then you crack them, and then you then play slow Dude, and in, conservative. In, investing in uh, in the market is also a lot of temperament. It's not sure. gambling, because obviously it's not considered gambling, although I, I guess you could say in some I, way. Some I consider say. it that way. But it's this, It's very similar in the sense that you know when the market is going up and things are getting high, 
the wrong temperament people want to buy. Oh, everything's great. The market's been going up for the last three years. Now's a great time to buy. This is a bad time to buy. You want to buy when shit's going down, and you know what they say when there's blood when there's blood in the streets. Yeah, and you have to be patient. That's why uh, you know one of the best pieces of advice I ever got for investing was to invest in companies that I actually believe in and know about because then I can ride and weather the storm. So mm. if I buy, you know, for example, I don't know, Peloton stock, um, and I really believe in what they're doing and I see what they're doing, and then they go down, I'm okay because, oh, no, I know what's happening. I know what's going to happen. I know that they're doing well. I know fitness. I know the space. Yeah. So it's the same similar thing. you got to have the right temperament. No, it's very similar. And you also have to have like rules that you set ahead of time where it's like, okay, if I win X amount, doesn't matter how hot I am or how whatever I'm out, you know, and so and that's hard to do mm. when you're when you're whether you're playing dice or cards or your sports gambling and you are hot and you're winning, you just want oh one more one more time and that's where it, that's where it gets you because the, the odds are always in the favor of the house. So if you think you're going to keep winning winning and you're not, eventually yeah. you get cracked. Dude. And so the discipline of saying like okay I've won enough, walk away and. I've been able to do that when I'm like by myself, which is why I like sports betting because I'm not, it's not with my buddies in Vegas because that's where I get bad is if I'm Uh, with, exactly. I'm with somebody else and their energy and what they're doing. If I'm just kind of doing my own thing or I'm at home and I'm watching a game, it's like I I play really well to my rules of like, okay, Mm. once I hit that, if I win, then I'm done. I'm not going to gamble the whole week or whatever that, or if I lose and I'm done, I'm not going to keep trying to dig myself out of the hole. Dude, I know Mm. somebody who mortgaged his mom's house. (laughs) Yeah, I know some crazy stories. Because of that, (laughs) literally, he was, he was, uh, he controlled his mom's finances because she was an immigrant so she didn't read english and all that's that what stuff. it's a sickness and he just mortgaged her house dude so that he could pay off some of his debts i was like oh what a yes. i know I, I think maybe that's why too i'm i'm lucky i i have no several friends that have are really bad like that and wow. i've got to see it kind of firsthand like where it can get and then i've kind of felt that myself i think i shared on this podcast a long time ago and i definitely know off air i've shared with you guys when I kind of had the realization of that, I was hanging out with one of my buddies uh, years back. Maybe this is five, seven years, somewhere around there. And he was, he's such a hardcore gambler. Like he's on a whole nother level than I am. And when we're together, his his habits bleed in. And I was c- catching myself gambling on a Tuesday night or so whatever. You can't hang out with you anymore. Yeah. So I just, I can't do that. I it just, I, I then, then it's a problem. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm mm. all for these things, dabbling and having fun and enjoying it. But when you start getting to a place where it's like, you know, on a Tuesday night, you find yourself in a, some local bar betting on it's some It's just, bullshit. to me, it's so weird. Cause I, I went, I remember once uh, I went to Vegas with a friend of mine and my friend had a friend that was like this tech mogul at the time. This was a while ago. I don't remember what company it was. But this guy, I watched him and it was just so shocking to me. I literally watched him lose $20,000 in yeah. five minutes yeah. at the roulette table. Uh, same thing. I think the roulette table is where you lose it the fastest because oh. I've seen the same thing. This guy comes in like all big shot, like has like a whole entourage behind him and he drops like it was at least I felt like it was 50,000. It was just all centered on like one number and then you gone. Know, gone. And, and I looked around and he was already gone. Like he, he had just left and, and that just hurt. It hurt every it's, like cell in my body. It's so crazy. Speaking yeah. of tech, um, did you did you hear about Amazon Prime? How many members they have? 142 million. I read the article. 142 million Amazon Prime members. What's the Amazon Prime fee? Is it nine, Doug? 
think hundred bucks a year. Hundred bucks a year, yeah. A hundred bucks a year. So that's a billion dollars that they make off of just auto. just from the membership automatic membership. Yeah. yeah, that's not even to count how many people are more likely. Because I'll tell you what, it's the most brilliant thing Amazon ever did. I. I, I only shop on Amazon because of the free shipping, even mm-hmm. though I'm sure if I went on other sites, I could still find better deals. But that $119 a year, yeah, that is insane amount yeah. of income that they're getting automatically. Which is one stream. I feel like they just have so many different silos now. It's crazy. Oh, it's insane. Yeah. And then again, in tech news, uh, Adam, you brought up uh, to me that Microsoft was working with uh, GM. GM. They just they their stock soaring right now because they just partnered up with a, a, a driverless car. So we're, mm. they're in the they're in the hunt. That'll be interesting. Microsoft. Is that and GM. Watson technology or is that? That's, I, th- I think is so. That Jeopardy. What? <laughs> that, didn't they use Watson for yeah, Jeopardy? For, yeah, that's right. What? what, what? IBM. You don't remember that? No, no, no. Explain yeah. with it. <clears throat> so there was, a, in, there was a game of Jeopardy where they had a computer competing against the best. There's this one guy who wins, who won like the most Jeopardy games ever. I forgot his name. Um, he was super, super smart. Uh, what's his name? It was uh, Watson and against, I forgot, he was, he was going against this one dude or whatever that couldn't be beat. And, IBM uh, Watson. Yeah. And so they had Watson go against him. Ken Jennings. So he went against Ken Jennings. And now here's a, here's, and he won. Here's the thing. It feels kind of not fair. It's a computer. Um, it, can, it can push the button faster than he can, right? Yeah, right. But anyway, that, that was Watson. Yeah. That was from IBM. So, but this is Microsoft, that. right? Working with. Yeah, yeah. This is Microsoft. Wow. So, that's going to be. Yeah. So now they have a dog in the race, huh? Yeah. Dude, that's going to be we. That's going to be such a crazy uh, race. Mm-hmm. You know what else is soaring right now too? Harley Davidson just uh, spiked right now too because they just released all their bikes in 2021. But I, what I think it has a lot to do with is um, I was just talking to my aunt who has been tr- has been waiting for like this Vespa model to drop because of like COVID and not being able to get out. People are like really. There's a lot of people buying anything that's like an outdoor sport oh, or like, you can't buy bikes. Yeah, bikes, no kayaks, way, yeah. Uh, Vespas, motorcycles, activities that uh, doesn't require Campers. right activities that don't require groups of people that you can go do on your own. I mean, if you're in anything in that space, it's it's motorhomes. Yeah, yeah, I know that's blown up. Like blown that's up. a whole thing, like a whole scene. Everybody's like you know driving cross country. They're just making uh, you know remote like is, is they're they're just camping in random places too it's just like off the side of the well road. i mean if they because you guys saw that they're working on a digital passport for covid vaccine um i forgot there's a bunch of tech companies working on it so you basically oracle, get a, oracle and i looked them up there's three of them yeah so it'll be on your phone right so if this works or whatever then you're gonna have this thing that says you got vaccinated and then i don't know theoretically companies can say hey you can't fly on our plane unless you have this passport or whatever if that starts to happen, I could uh, I would buy stock in companies that make motorhomes because oh, I yeah. bet you'll there's gonna be a, a le- enough people to where that'll make an, a dent where they're gonna be like sure I'm not flying then I'm just gonna drive in my motorhome. Oh, I, I feel like there'll you. be that will open an opportunity though for a company to do the opposite. You don't need a vaccine. Yeah, we're the we're the we're the we're the dangerous <laughs> Spirit Airlines. You know, we, we, we don't give a fuck. Yeah, that's our that's our twenty twenty one tag. Like the super spreader airlines. You know? yeah, yeah. yeah, we don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to super spreader. <laughs> that would be crazy. How can we help you? Uh, like, uh, I don't know. I don't want to get on that plane too. Uh, speaking of super spreader, uh, dude. So uh, this is a little bit of a follow up, just like the guy that married the the bodybuilder that married his uh, 
sex doll. This is uh, just as good. Uh, so Gwyneth Paltrow, we're going to come oh, back yeah. to Gwyneth Paltrow and her, her vagina candle. Apparently, this vagina candle uh, exploded in this lady's house and caught on fire. <laughs> and uh, so basically, her vagina exploded. <laughs> Oh, is what uh, is what that means? You is imagine it? walking in that house. Like, yeah. what, the, what happened yeah. in here? Oh. <laughs> smells yeah. like smells like someone's I blame, vagina. Exploded. Yeah, I blame Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina. Now, well, is she trying to sue? Is that the is that why it made news? Is she I trying? yeah, I don't know. I think it was is it, it really was the headline more than anything. There's not a whole lot of stuff. How does feel, a candle I, explode? Well, That's what I, I mean, and I think this is. I mean, how smart would that be on her on her side to? To drop a story like that. Of course. Yeah. Right? So if she's not getting sued over it, like, well, I would question, like, oh, I wonder if this was like it. I mean, I feel like that's like the new move for like marketing and art is to, <laughs> is to make some controversial totally. like news story when I, about your totally. brand. When Doug and I went down to San Diego for the, to these internet marketing like suit seminars, and these were like the gurus of the time of internet marketing, they literally said to do that. They literally said, like let's say uh, okay, so we we have uh, we we have fitness programs, right? Maps programs that we do. So a strategy would be to write articles that say, "Maps programs don't build muscle," and that's the title of it, or oh, right. or don't get maps at programs. Yeah. And then you click on it, and then really what I'm doing is in the article I'm telling you why you shouldn't, and I'm saying things like, "Oh, I got it," and I just way built, too much yeah, muscle. I, I got I got too strong. <laughs> way attractive. It caused a divorce yeah. in my yeah, family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> something, like, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. So, they really, actually really messed up my life. They actually yeah, said yeah. to do stuff like that, yeah. which I find uh, absolutely uh, that's clever. You know, yeah. speaking of brands and stuff like that, did you guys see? Uh, so Choki did the uh, this or that. I thought that was really clever. Oh yeah. And I mean, tons of our audience. The thing that I thought was really cool was, and I told her, man, I wish we would have tagged Viore for this because, man, she so she did this or that with Viore. Yeah, or it, was, it was like barbell dumbbell, right? Or this or that, and then it went right, and it, was, and it was Viore or Lululemon. I think. I could count on one hand for sure, maybe two to four people that actually clicked on Lulu over Viore. Almost everybody that that tagged that and tagged us was Viore, man. Oh. I think our I think most of our audience is rocking it. Yeah, now. I think we've converted them, dude. I went to uh, Jessica and I went. Uh, we, we wanted to get out of the house, so uh, we were at the mall or whatever, and we went into a Lulu store, mm -hmm. just walk around or whatever, wearing and, your Viore. Yeah, and I was wearing my Viore, <laughs> and I was looking dirty at, looks. Yeah, no, no. no. <laughs> hey, do you want to try anything on? No, actually, I like, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, I like I got here. More, you know, yeah. better looking stuff. Right. <laughs> um, I looked at their their their. They have a, a, a bigger line of male clothes now. Um, at, Lulu does at Lulu, uh -huh. but I just it's not. It, I don't like it. I just don't like it. It's not. Yeah. It's not the. It doesn't look. I don't know. It's kind of feminine. I hate to say yeah. this, but it's it doesn't feel it's not as, for muscular dudes. <laughs> is no. what I found. No, because no, I've tried it on. Yeah. No, like it's it, true. Like I, ha I have to wear double XL yeah. of on all their stuff. I need like I, a yoga butt. To yeah. pull, pull it off. Mm, yeah. Yoga butt. Yeah, what yeah, kind of butt do you have? Yeah, it's different. <laughs> not a yoga it's butt. Dump, it's not. Dump truck. It's, it's very <laughs> pronounced. It's, yeah. a, it's a sled pushing butt. Yeah, it's like a wrestling butt. Uh, did you see the Forbes article that they did on um it was a, it was uh they actually talked about Lulu. Did you see this? No. I, I forwarded it to you, Adam. I never, did, you never opened no, it. No, I don't. Normally the stuff you send I don't read. It's retail <laughs> <laughs> no, every time. Yeah, at least he's honest. Oh, like, no, we'll talk about hey, it. I really wanted I really do want to read it, but it's like payback. I'm like, fuck this guy. He I send him stuff all the time. He never did you watch this video? Yeah, exactly. This, he never reads anything I tell him to read, so that's uh, I. I want to read it, dude. I wanted to read it, but I fight it. I'm yeah, if I comment, you know, I read it. Yeah. But otherwise, I didn't. So the, this is a Forbes magazine. It says retail trends to watch out for in 2021, and one of the things it talks about, and, and it lists the different trends. And one of them was community building social media experiences, and they're saying that this is a, 
a thing that is making a big dent in a company's ability to sell their products and you know build value. And the example that they used uh, of a company that was doing that well was Viore. Oh, wow. Yeah, they said Hell because yeah. they they create interactive experiences for its audience members, uh, including its 100,000 uh, Instagram followers. They have a Viore Active Club, which is a series of daily workouts. Mm-hmm. Um, they have different uh, fitness instructors, yoga teachers, mindfulness coaches lead 30 to 60-minute sessions. So they actually talked about um, Viore being an example of that. Speaking so of clubs, cool. did, did I bring up on the show the app Clubhouse? Did I tell you guys about that? Oh, somebody else told me that, you too. You told me about it, but yeah, remind me. I just downloaded it the other day. I, you know, uh, Gary Vee was touting it the other day about it, it being like the next mm. big social media platform. And if I understand it correctly, so I, I, I downloaded it, I, I logged in, but I really haven't like surfed around yet to, to see. But if I understand this correctly, the idea and the theory is like, let's, uh, you remember when we went up to Tahoe and we had Ben Pakolsky and uh, oh, Mike Matthews? That fireside chat. That yeah, that, that fireside chat. It's like a digital version of that that other people can peer in and listen to. Um, and so we. So you have hosts, but other people can watch. Yes, live. other people can watch and listen live. Wow. They can't, and I think we have the ability to say we can take their question in or not, or we can. Oh, they, so they can comment still. Too? But yeah, but I think they, I think they can't interrupt the conversation unless we allow the engagement. So it's so like it's they like ha- Instagram Live a little bit, but like with more people. Yeah, involved. with a group. So yeah. it's so it allows us to have this kind of fireside chat, say with whatever number we want, whether it be three of us, five of us, ten of us. It's called Clubhouse. Yeah, Clubhouse. That's smart. Yeah, no, smart. it's it's. I I feel like the podcast social media space is going to crush that. Well, it's it's getting a ton of traction, and uh, when I, I think I heard it first on Gary V, and so then I started kind of digging around with it, and I thought that's interesting. This would be kind of cool. You have to be invited to it. Did you hear this? Okay. I just pulled it up right now, and apparently, so somebody invited me to it, and I didn't take the. I should have done it. So I guess you can only be on if you are invited to hmm. be on Clubhouse. Well, that's a smart marketing play. Yeah, it says it's big with celebrities right now: Oprah, Kevin Hart, Drake, Chris Rock. Well, Ashton you Kutcher. got invited, huh? Yeah, cool. yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, did you? Our, you, our Beyonce. Over oh, here. oh, you yeah. guys didn't get invited. Yeah, <laughs> he is our Beyonce. That's, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not nearly as attractive. Yeah. No, that's uh, that's very interesting. Now, here is who makes it. That's what I want to know. Is it is it China or Russia? Because if it's those, two, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter. Then yeah. we have uh, then we have uh, some problems. Here's all the rest of my data. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 interesting, and I uh, I mean, I I could see there's ways that we could use. It. It's just wow, we're getting to a place where um you know. The privacy is just does does not exist. No, dude. No, I know. No, you know, and and it's an interesting, um, you know, kind of pickle that you're in if you're in a business where you're you are monetizing your fame or whatever. That this is like you, they it's expected. So if you're going to be famous and you're going to make a lot of money from being famous, these are all the things we want access to. All yeah. of this. It's based out of Silicon Valley. Okay. Yeah. So, so it's you know. Safe. Yeah. So it's just, you know. Oh, you know those those uh, privacy protecting companies like Facebook. <laughs> and, oh yeah. And so you got nothing to worry yeah. about. They, they don't censor <laughs> anything. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, speaking of crazy stuff, Japan just approved, which I couldn't believe it. Um, the first human animal embryo. Yes, finally. <laughs> no, let's, let's get some chimeras in the mix. Why? What? Why are they doing this? So Japanese stem cell scientists is the first to receive government support to create animal embryos that contain human cells and transplant them into surrogate animals. 
uh, to I guess to see what happens. When I hear to, news, to breed hey, human when, when I hear hybrids. when I hear news like this, it just makes me think how accurate Star Wars is yeah. mm. with all the creatures. Like this is how it gets to this point, yeah. right? This is how we get to all these like human like yeah. creatures and all these weird yeah. <laughs> aliens. Yeah, yeah. This is the beginning of it. It, well, makes, so, me, it makes me think of Alex Jones. Like he was know, right. Yeah, every time. Like he's just way ahead of his time, dude. So yeah. you know, because okay, so I'm reading more human. This is Scientific American. Human-animal uh, hybrid embryos have been made in countries like the United States, but they've never been brought to term. So what they're going to do in Japan is they're going to bring this embryo to term. What if, so think about this for a second. Do we have no more morals? Uh, you know? Like, come on. How isn't creepy. There like, it, there's, there's like councils about like ethics, right? Uh, with, with, with medicine and practices and science. What happened to the ethics people? Uh, they don't. It's not they, science. It's, it's disappeared. It's going to be weird, dude. Like, what if they did this with like a goat and then it was born, but it had like a kind of human face a little bit? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, hey guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Weird. I don't yeah. know. You know, the problem be attractive is attractive to you. Well, that this is the okay. So this is the argument that people make for um, religion yeah. is they say that religion is necessary to maintain an objective standard of morals, especially in a time when science allows us to do so many things. Right. So like science is not moral. It's not immoral and it's not uh no, it's, it's can we do it or can we not it's do it? It's amoral, right? Yeah. There's no morality in science because they're testing things and that's the way it's supposed to be. Science works best when it's just like that. Right. But you need to have some kind of a framework because otherwise, I mean, look, and people who argue with me say, oh, that's, look at the experiments they did in the Soviet Union. Look at the mm -hmm. experiments they did here in America that yep. we found out later on, like the Tuskegee experiments. Yeah. Look at what they did in Nazi Germany <laughs> with humans. So right. human animal embryo, what the hell are they going to get some? This is like the Planet of the Apes. Isn't that how that started? Scary, bro. Definitely <laughs> scary. Yeah. Speaking of animals, uh, I want to hear about this aggressive shark <laughs> sex that you've been bringing. I put that on there mainly to what? just say, like, okay, like so, I, I ran across one of those nature pages, and they were they were showing uh, sharks, and they were like swarming each other, and apparently they got them in when they're breeding, and so so sharks are fish, right? So they're not mammals, but for some reason, like they have really aggressive sex. Like it's like, like like you would think they're a shark. So one of them like bites the other's head while the other one comes in and you know, like goes for it. It's like, whoa, like it was like, it was disturbing on so many levels. Like, well, you guys should watch it. That doesn't shock, that doesn't shock me as much as if it was gentle sex. Like if you, yeah. what, like sharks, oh, yeah. if sharks made love, I'd be a little bit like, yeah. I'd be shocked. Like, right. well, you're shark. Just, just like, like you nuzzling, not, yeah, you, you know, with big ass love. teeth. Just, <laughs> you know what I want to know? I want to know, Sal, since, so, because I know how paranoid you are. Mm. You Let's put that out there. Yeah. yeah let's see. So we, we kind of like, we we just barely went over it the other day about the whole COVID scare you have, but I know how your brain works. Like, how has behaviors around your house and everything changed ever since you got that that scare? So, are you mm. doing? Are you like? Are you guys wearing masks when you have sex now? No. Or are you guys doing weird? Not shit? unless it's a. <laughs> not unless we plan on having weird sex. I just yeah. in which case because I I know shit's different over there now because you had yeah, a scare. You those like bird flu vi uh, visors. Yeah, you know? <laughs> just really go for it. <laughs> Let's yeah. <go. laughs> Pandemic sex. Yeah, hey. No. Um, okay. What's changed? You know, honestly, um, not a ton. We're going to be a little. We're going to be more careful with with my son because there wasn't much data on infants, and there is a little bit of data that shows that infants may uh, be at higher risk for severe COVID. So 
we're gonna let, we're not gonna let people hold them, you know, uh, really anymore unless they wore a mask and, and do the whole thing. Um, and then the other thing I did is I just I have just uh, now I'm incorporating a supplement regime based off of the things that so far studies show has benefits. So D zinc quercetin quercetin is good to improve uh, how the zinc uh, is utilized by the cells. Uh, melatonin, um, I'll use that every other night. That's kind of interesting if you look up the data. Uh, and then, uh, and, and as far as vitamin C is concerned, I, I'm basically I'm sipping on uh, the Organifi's immunity quite a bit, which is high in vitamin C. Also has um, uh, anti-fungal and anti-bacterial uh, compounds. So there's, is that what you're drinking on right now? Yeah, it's, it's and it tastes good anyway. So it's like yeah. you put it in your water and it's a tasty, uh, it's a tasty drink. Olive leaf is in there. That's that's good for killing microbes. So I'm just going to sip on stuff like that throughout the day mm-hmm. and do everything else and then just not let, let people. But you're right, dude, the paranoia is just, <laughs> boy, it, it reached a, a feverish level. DEFCON 5. Oh, yeah. It was just, it, it's like I have a button, you know? Mm-hmm. It just got poked. You're so good about being consistent there, though. Once you decide you have this protocol of stuff that you want to follow, like you are the most consistent when it yeah. comes to that. It's, at all. It's, He's it's a formula guy. It's the yeah. same way OCD works. If you ever talk, <laughs> you ever talk to, <laughs> yeah, totally. You ever learn about OCD? It's uh, like they do things to keep them calm. Uh, Got to go back and like check the lock on the door like a thousand times. Yeah, I got to tap my foot four times before yeah. I get up. Otherwise, something bad's going to happen. And spin and yeah, then so go. Yeah, I've now made a routine, so this is now what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to do this. Have now, you guys tried the immunity? By the way, oh yeah, no, yeah, taste Amazing. It's really good. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. I'll mix it. I usually use it if I, if I know I'm going on an airplane or something like that. Like I, that's just another, something I'll do. Yeah, yeah. I, I start to I start to use it when I know I'm around other people that are sick. Mm-hmm. So if right. I if I know there's people that's getting sick that were whether it be at work or home or family, that's when you see me kick mm-hmm. that up the most. Oh, you know what I was going to bring up because uh, who was I asking yesterday? Was it yesterday that I was asking somebody to recommend uh, like documentaries or things to watch on Netflix? Was that you? Adam? You were asking me that. Okay, mm-hmm. I found something really good. You guys should watch. What is it? Athlete A. Hmm. So this is all about the controversy. Did you guys hear about the the controversy with USA Gymnastics that happened not that long ago, where all these these gymnasts were coming forward saying that they were sexually abused by um, oh, wow by, by a certain coach by the, well by by the by the doctor in particular. Oh shit! There was a, the the team doctor that would uh, abuse these girls. Oh man, I, I didn't hear about that. Bro, what a great you guys got to watch it. It's really crazy. First of all, you get to peer in to the incredibly competitive and insane world of gymnastics. Uh, but man, is it you hear the story and they covered it up. USA Gymnastics, people complain. So there's a doctor that they had who, uh, and it's really w- crazy. It, the doctor was with them for like 20, 30 years, right? For it, a really it's, long time. It's crazy how, they psycho- how these girls were psychologically just screwed with because they're, they're remember, in, if you compete at that level in gymnastics, you've probably trained for years like uh, every day, six six hours a day. Yeah, you know, before you get to that level, you're training six hours a day. Like a lot of these girls would be homeschooled so they could spend more time in the gym, and they're and they loved it. Obviously, they loved doing it, but they're so competitive, and so they were sheltered in this bubble. The coaches, gymnastics coaches, are intense, especially like the the what is it, uh, the Carolis, uh who came from Eastern Bloc countries. You know, Bella Caroli? You guys know who that was? Mm-mm. So he coached um, Nadia Comaneci, uh from Romania. She was the, one of the first gymnasts to get a perfect score. And then he came to America, and he coached, like, all the gold medal mm. champions. But they're intense. They're very intense with how they coach. So they're in this world, this bubble. They do everything that they're told. They're 15 years old. They're kids. 
They don't hang out with anybody but each other. And then they go to see this doctor, and he's the only guy that's like kind of nice to them, sneaks some candy and treats and as cool. And then it's when he does yeah. the when he does the examinations. Yeah, yeah. And they don't know, like, is that what they're supposed to do when they examine me? Is it whatever? Oh, and so wow. it all came out. Creepy bastard. Oh, terrible. And they were covering it up. It's ah. a great, you guys got to watch it, though. It's really, really good. Doug, crazy. you were there balancing your checkbook? Was conversation boring you that much? No. No, I'm, I'm <laughs> ha- handling stuff for the bookkeeper. Oh, okay. <laughs> so not my checkbook, I, our checkbook. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. oh, Sp- oh you're spending our money over there while we're just no, talking about Saving our money, probably. <laughs> <I am>. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Thanks, Doug. This Quaz brought to you by Organifi. For those days you fall short on getting your organic veggies or whole food nutrition, Organifi fills the gap with laboratory-tested certified organic superfoods to help give your health and performance the added edge. Try Organifi totally risk-free for 60 days by going to Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. And use the coupon code MINDPUMP for 20% off at checkout. All right, our first question is from Zoe from D.C., Hey, Zoe, how can we help you? Hey, guys. Um, so my question is, I'm on phase two of um, MAPS Aesthetic. Um, so I just started it. And um, would you implement any cardio into it? Because um, I feel like I'm not doing enough sometimes. So that was my question. That's a, that's a really, really good question. But well, I'm, I need to ask you a few more things before. Yeah, what um, were you doing before MAPS? I, yeah, so first question I'm going to ask you is, is this your first MAPS program or did you start with MAPS Anabolic? Like, what's your fitness history before? No, this is in? my first. Okay. And this then, is my first MAPS program. Now, were you working out a lot before MAPS Aesthetic? Yeah, I've worked out um, for a while now. I uh, grew up with gymnastics and then I got oh. into lifting heavy um did kind of powerlifting-ish and then just bodybuilding-ish type workouts. Cool. Now, what what have you seen so far performance and, I guess, uh, just visual changes since you started MAPS Aesthetic? Um, so, actually, my lifts have gotten um, – have went up a lot. So, a few years ago, I was in a really bad accident, and um, I broke my pelvis, and uh, I basically broke my back also. Um, so I had to start all over again. So I haven't lifted this heavy in a while. And, um, last week I got up to 225 on deadlift. Wow. Um, yeah, it's almost 200 on squat. So, and I haven't done those numbers in years, so it's done great for me. That's awesome. awesome. That's excellent. Okay. So you're, you're stronger. Has your body weight changed at all? Um, I'm not sure. I don't really weigh myself or I don't even have a scale actually, but, um, I feel like I'm getting tighter. Yeah. Okay. Do you feel like you're getting bigger or do you think you're staying the same or getting smaller? The reason why I'm asking, I'm trying to see if you're, if you're uh, burning any body fat while getting stronger. Um, I, I don't know if I'm just feeling tighter cause I'm lifting heavier or st- you know, kind of staying the same. I don't see anything drastic right now. Okay. And then do you know how many steps you're taking a day? Do you have any, any idea of tracking? Well, that? that's the thing. My job, I'm kind of sedentary depending on the day. Um, so I work, you know, with computers. Um, so that's the one thing, like the time I do go outside is with my dogs, but you know, that's not going to add up to like 10,000 steps. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I would start with that. I would start with trying to get your steps um, to increase at first track them, see where you're at and then bump them by 25 to maybe 50%, depending on how low they are. So if your steps are like 6,000, that's okay. Yeah. To, to, mm-hmm. It's okay to bump them up to about 10,000 
steps a day. Now, the second part I want to address is how you said that you feel like you can do more. If you're getting stronger, if your performance is improving, that's the metric you need to measure. Now, considering your background in gymnastics, from my experience, I've trained uh, gymnasts in the past, and uh, I, I, it's one of those sports where they train. You train a lot, um, and you really, yeah. you really push your body's uh, recovery ability. You push your capability, and so that might have skewed your your perception of what is enough training. Does that does that resonate with you? Yeah, I always feel like you know, especially on um, the focus days. Like I'm just like, oh, that's it. Like you know, I. I feel like there's more in the tank. I need to like push myself. Um, I know that's not always good. You know, in the past that's hindered my progress if I, you know, go too far. Um, but it's just that feeling that I have. So that that's also a great place where to start to build the steps in, right? Because the focus sessions are a lot shorter than your foundational days, right? So one of the things that I like to do with yeah. clients that are following MAPS aesthetic is to build like a, a walk into that workout. So you go do your focus session for 20 to 30 minutes, and then you walk post-workout for 30 minutes to boost your steps. My goal is always with my clients to increase steps over time, whether it be walking the dog or you know 10 minutes after your meal or 15 to 20 minutes post-workout, and keep trying to increase just your, your daily movement through steps before we start to push, mm-hmm. push on a piece of cardio equipment. And then once we move into a place where you look at me as a client, you go, okay, Adam, I'm, I'm walking the dog in the morning. I'm walking after my meals. I'm doing on focus days, you know, I'm doing 15, 20 minutes of, of car or walking after, after I work out and I'm kind of peaking out at, you know, 10 or 12,000 steps a day. Now, maybe what we'll do is post workout on either foundational days or focus days. We might do like a 15 to 20 minute like hit session of cardio post workout. But I would I would progress you that way week over week for the next four to six weeks before we even consider starting to really. Do- Have you been tracking your calories, Zoe? Um, I haven't. <laughs> I eat pretty intuitively. I mean, I pre- eat pretty healthy. Um, I feel like sometimes I don't eat enough. It's not like I, I'm not eating anything too bad, but um, I know I have trouble eating enough sometimes, which for me, it um, messes up. You know, like I'll actually gain weight if I don't eat enough food. Mm. You know, I, here's another question. You, you mentioned you had an accident and you recovered from that. Do you have mm-hmm. do you have any issues with mobility, rotation, um, any any issues with mobility in the hips? I know you said your pelvis uh, and your back were affected. Yeah, I, that was probably my first big feat um, trying to get back to that. Especially, um, it was almost like when Adam he's talking about his Achilles for a while. I couldn't walk for three months, so um, it was just so hard going from being able to do so much to nothing. So I started from, you know, scratch, basically, I started like I was five years old again. Mm. Um, so mobility, it's actually um, bad for me in my upper body than my lower body. Now, um, yeah. I get really stiff, my upper back, my shoulders can um, stiff up really easily. You said something else that I think that uh, we have to be careful of, which is really common with clients. Uh, you, you address that you might be uh, under eating sometimes. And that's where we can get uh-huh. in, in a lot of trouble if we start adding 
uh, cardio into your routine? Um, it was a great question by Justin to ask kind of where your nutrition was because the last thing we want to do is to be under consuming on nutrition and then also pushing and doing cardio because all that's going to do is tell your body to conserve energy and you're going to end up uh, going the opposite direction you really want to go. So much better off trying to add steps and walking and get to a place where, uh -huh. you, where you feel good uh, as far as what your calorie intake is. Last thing you want to do is have low calories and then also push the body cardiovascularly. Yeah, definitely. Um, I have one quick question. Okay. Um, what do you guys suggest after um, aesthetic? Okay, so so that's actually great because I was going to comment and say that um, you know mobility work uh, burns calories like walking, mm -hmm. and you can kind of you mm -hmm. can you you in my opinion based off of what you've said if you're with your history, it might be more beneficial to add mobility instead of adding steps mm -hmm. um, because now you're improving mobility plus you're moving. So you're burning those extra calories. Yes. And then the next program I would recommend is uh, MAPS Performance, hands down, which does both. You're going to get those aesthetic benefits that it sounds like you're looking for, but you get that yeah. added benefit of performance and uh, mobility um, into your routine. So I would say that MAPS Performance would be a wonderful transition for MAPS Aesthetic for you. Yeah. Okay. That sounds great. Awesome. Thank you, Zoe. Thank you so much. Yeah, you know, it's um uh one of I I remember this as a trainer and it was all it was when it first happened to me it was so strange because I thought that ex-athletes would be the easiest clients to train. Oh no. It's the opposite. Yeah. They're they're the hardest because they have this perception of intensity and how they should feel during a mm -hmm. workout that was that comes from their years of competition and it's so hard to train them appropriately especially when they're yeah you know, beginner, intermediate, or just not as conditioned as they were back when they oh, were. Oh, yeah, and they can work through the pain. And so yes. it's a lot of times, uh, you know, you have to really spend some time repatterning a lot of these movements and things to make them beneficial again. So that way you're still progressing forward. I I'm so glad Justin asked the calorie question too, because that changes the, the response to this question also. Right. Because totally. if you got somebody, you know, so the listeners understand, if you got somebody who's, say, eating... 1300 to 1500 calories and they're all they're doing is weight training they don't move very much and they're building strength things are going good and then they want to add cardio like this and then all of a sudden she starts doing 30 minutes to an hour of you know semi-intense or intense cardio every other day or every day what ends up happening that person who's only eating 13 to 1500 calories their body you start losing muscle yeah mm -hmm. exactly and so um great question by justin because i definitely wouldn't want her doing cardio yet not until we get her calorie intake up into a place where i feel good about her starting to push her body intensely like that the best way to go right now is purely just walking yeah. and mm -hmm. it's this is why it's so important if there's any trainers listening to keep asking questions because from what i've experienced with athletes and especially gymnasts Gymnasts, uh, you know, we, Justin commented that athletes work through pain. Gymnasts are the kings and queens of that. I mean, mm -hmm. this is, you will hardly find a competitive gymnast that doesn't have some kind of chronic injury that they continue to train through. I, you know, it brings back memories of the 1996 Olympics with what's her, you know, I think it was Strug was her last name and she did that oh, pole right. and she just landed with a busted ankle oh, man. to win. They train uh, this way. So, and, and then here's the other part. 
you should feel like you have more in the tank. Like when you're done with your workout, you should feel like you can do more. You yeah, should charged not, you up. Yeah, you should not feel like you're done and you can't do a single thing extra. That's well, not the point. Well, I do think it's really common with our MAPS aesthetic because those focus sessions are a little short, mm-hmm. right? And so you, you kind of either one, you end up wanting to lift more, which I know a lot of people do that even though they don't mm-hmm. follow protocol. But in a perfect world, that's what I would just have somebody just go get on the treadmill and walk for the rest yeah. of the 30, 40 minutes. Just get some, especially if, you know, like she said, I have a very sedentary job. Mm-hmm. If you've got a very sedentary job, job and you're not getting a lot of movement then you hit those three days a week when you're hitting focus sessions for 25 minutes and you spend the other time walking yeah. on the treadmill you gotta figure out how you're gonna add in more activity throughout right. your day yeah but how about those straight gains huh it's uh i, I love hearing that oh, yeah. it's so common especially after phase one of maps aesthetic well that's another saying. great point too is like man it, it if i have a client who's telling me that we're probably not making much adjustments no mm-hmm. you know if anything it's trying to increase calories and so what i would love to do or have someone like her do is like okay let we figure let's just say because oh, she didn't know her exact steps but let's pretend she's stepping 6000 steps a day and she's asking this question mm-hmm. my goal would be okay let's increase your calories by about 250 a day and now i want you to get to you know 9 to 10000 steps every single day hoping that that extra movement kind of cancels out mm-hmm. those extra calories we build our metabolism up that's where i'd re- ideally be with someone like that our next caller is Blake from BC hey Blake uh, how can we help you Hey guys, yeah, thanks for taking my call. Um, I just had a question about uh, priming um, and more specifically, I guess, priming during a heavy phase. Um, I'm in a heavy phase right now and the rests are a little bit longer, two to three minutes. Um, and I was just wondering about, you know, priming in between sets. Mm. I love this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, the, first off, priming before your workouts where you're going to get the most benefit, right. but there's definitely benefit for priming in between sets, uh, especially if it's something that you are challenged with. So let's say it's squats, you do your normal priming before your squats, then you do your first light set, and then in between uh, that set and the next set, you do some more priming and then do another set. Um, when I do this, my mobility, it just gets better faster mm-hmm. in the workout, especially with those challenging exercises. Yeah, I think if you use it as a corrective method, I think that you know if there's something that uh, isn't responding the way you want in your workouts, I think it's a great uh, way to utilize priming uh, in between sets if you have a long rest period. Um, you know, to get that muscle to sort of uh, uh, be more active and involved uh, in these gross motor movements. But um, yeah, like Sal said, honestly, like priming before the workout is going to give you the most bang for your buck. I I like uh, doing this. I mean, unless it's a day where I'm, you know, going after a PR or I'm challenging my strength where I'm like, okay, I'm going to see, I'm going to, I'm going to move more weight than I've moved in a long time today. And I'm going to get after it. Then I want to be, once I get primed, I want to be focused on my squatting or deadlifting or whatever it is that we're talking about. Uh, and I don't really want to mess too much in between sets just because I want to conserve that energy for everything I can give to, to the lift. Now, if it's just, you know, I'm in a strength phase of lifting and, and I'm also trying to improve my squat or deadlift, whatever movement we're talking about, I love to do a set, then go over and do a little bit of ankle mobility, then do the next set and, and then assess how much that improved it and then go over and do some hip stuff after the third set. And I love to do that so I can kind of measure like what what's helping my my movement patterns the most. Um, I think there's nothing wrong with doing that. Now, of course, again, if you are... In a, in a workout where today I'm gonna re, I'm gonna be testing my my max strength, uh, then conserving energy in between sets is is ideal. But for the everyday 
lift. And even if you're in a strength phase, I, I, I actually really enjoy priming in between sets like this. Blake, are you using uh, Maps Prime uh, to identify where you need to prime? Um, I've, I've taken a peek at it. My brother actually does own the program. So, so I've taken a peek at it, but a lot of it's just from watching, um, your guys's content on, you know, Instagram and YouTube and that sort of thing. And just kind of picking up tips here and there. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what areas, uh, for you, are you noticing that you need to work on or prime? What are you doing to prime? And then have you noticed any benefit from doing those things? Yeah, for sure. Um, so, I mean, the the two main exercises that I've been focusing on kind of messing around with with priming in between sets is the squat and the deadlift, obviously. Um, I found that um, the low back and the, the hip hinge um, is where, you know, I, I kind of feel a bit of a flare up if I'm not careful. So um, just just taking the tips from you guys, throwing some 90 90s in there um, in between. Um, a little bit of combat stretch, um, you know, just kind of the stuff that you guys talk about quite a bit. I've been trying to, you know, throw that in between. Um, not every set, um, but here and there. Um, and, you know, what? some days it seems to really help. Some days I think the difference is negligible, but um, that's kind of why I wanted your perspective on it. Okay, so here's, so here's a, something to, important to understand about priming is it can be very individual. Okay, so in MAPS Prime, there's a compass test uh, that you take and it can help you identify you know areas of your body and then there's a lot of movements I, we have free webinars um, you know mapsprimepro.com is one that's for prime pro and then we have the uh, maps prime webinar for prime but they don't cover near not even one tenth of the movements that we have so what we're going to do is we're going to send you maps prime for free and what i want you to do is take the compass test because you may find movements that are better for your body because you should see and feel improvements when you do the right movements for your body each time you do them. You should they sh shouldn't feel negligible. It should feel like it's doing something. Yeah, not only that, Blake, but have have you actually done a session where you dedicate a solid like 15, 20 minutes of priming before your lift or have you just kind of messed around with a few movements here and there or have you actually like dedicated a solid 15, 20 minutes before your lift to priming? I have, but not consistent, you know, it's, it's really when I feel, you know, when I'm feeling tight those days, then I, then I might take, you know, 10 or 15 before, uh, a workout and, and, you know, go to town, but not, not as consistently as I probably should be. Okay. Well try that next time. So you're, you, Doug's going to hook you up with access to maps prime, do the compass test, do what it prescribes and recommends. Um, and you'll very, very likely notice a, a big difference. Man, that's fantastic. Thanks so much, guys. No problem. I'm glad people are at least talking about priming, but it's, you know, it's something that you have to put focus on, like yeah. your workout. You know, you just do it a little here and there. You'll get a little bit of benefit, but it's not the it's same cool thing. It's cool to see it being a lexicon, just like mobility and things yeah. like that. Like people are using it now. Yeah, because it's so beneficial. I just wish more people would actually apply it in their workouts. Well, I loved this question because, um, again, unless I'm chasing a PR or, you know, pushing my limits, mm -hmm. I actually enjoy priming this way. I have my little, you know, routine that I do before I always lift, but then I love to go between sets because I feel like when you do that, you have something you can kind of measure right then and there versus, you know, okay, it's great. It is great. It is ideal to spend 15, 20 minutes before the workout, but sometimes you, you can't make that connection of like, oh, that's what made that squat mm -hmm. feel so much uh -huh. better was doing that versus I just did a set, felt a little wonky or I didn't feel, I felt it, felt it in my ankles or I felt yeah. something cold. It my, translates right, right. Right, exactly. It, I can, then I can go back and then do it. I feel like people make a better connection to how mm -hmm. it's helping you. So I love to integrate it into the workout. Like yeah. This. And truth be told, uh, one of the big differences between a warm up 
and priming is the individual component. I mean, mm -hmm. that's why mm -hmm. Maps Prime is not a, a program that just has a bunch of priming movements that you pick from. There's a compass test that tells you which one to do for your body uh, because general warm-ups are okay. Individualized priming sessions, totally, totally different ballgame. No, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, to, to his point of what he talked about, like he's just kind of integrated the thing. We talk a lot about what's helped us. Right. Yeah. Right. So I talk uh, at nauseum, the 90, 90 in combat stretch, because that was a game changer for me. Mm -hmm. So you never know. You go through that. I mean, that thing's got over 50 something different, uh, you know, priming exercises in it. You may find that wall circles ends up changing your life or something right. else. So it's like, I, I love that you brought that up because we, we tend to talk about a handful of, priming movements that have worked so well for us, it doesn't necessarily mean that's going to translate exactly. to you the same. Our next caller is Kristen from Connecticut. Hi, Kristen. How can we help you? Hi, guys. So my question is, is it beneficial to lift and build strength if mobility is poor? So for myself, um, I have poor mobility in my hips. Um, I'm wondering if I should solely focus on mobility or if it's okay to incorporate strength along with that. I love this question. Yeah, no, that's a good question. And people do this often because strength is fun. Mobility yeah, isn't just jump right past nearly. It's just nearly not as sexy, but you know, let me, let me change the, the, let me give you an analogy, right? So let's say, uh, somebody runs with a strong, uh, limp or a hop. Um, this is just how they run. They've always learned how to run and they want to learn how to run faster and they want to get better at it. it. Imagine if a coach just said, just run faster. We're not going to change that weird hop or limp that you have. You're just going to run as fast as you possibly can. Um, what do you think would end up happening? Now, if you're if you're thinking that they're going to probably injure themselves or just get, you know, solidify that really bad running pattern, you're absolutely correct. So this is the challenge with getting stronger with poor mobility. Whatever is giving you poor mobility will just become stronger. So your pressure, you're, you're applying pressure to the hinges, if you will, on your body. More and more, with more strength and poor mobility, you are asking for an injury or trouble, and you're also limiting your potential. Uh, there's only there's only so strong and as so good you can get when your mobility is poor. There's a much higher potential with good mobility. So if you don't address it now, um, you're going to limit your potential and increase your risk of injury. There's also a bit of a misconception that we can't get stronger while we focus on mobility. So I think that's important. Uh, it, it's not like an either or. It's not, oh, you can focus on getting strong or you can work just getting on mobile. I mean, you can actually be focused on mobility and build strength. So it's it's not like it's an either or type of situation. It's just you shift your priority versus neglecting mobility and just training to get stronger. To Sal's point, yeah, that's not the ideal situation, but there's nothing wrong with you addressing mobility while you're also getting stronger. I mean that there's I mean that's like that's why maps performance. Are you following any any of the maps oh, that's programs? Great. I'm so glad you just said that because I'm running maps performance right now. Oh there you go. Mm -hmm. I mean that that's ideal. You will get stronger in that program, but the program really is centered around mobility with the mobility focus in it. Okay, great. Yeah. And you know, uh one more question uh around this. Um for you personally, what's the What's the challenge? Is is strength something that you're really, really after? Uh, is it? Does it feel like there's a trade-off to you? Is that why you're asking this question? Um, I just can't get as low in the squat as I would like to. Like if I definitely stand in like a sumo position, I can get low. But um, if I'm like hip width apart or sh sh shoulder uh, width apart, 
and my feet facing forward, I can't get below parallel. So um, just to get those strength gains by getting lower into a squat is really what I'm looking for. Now, have you tried like squatting on a block with your heels on a block before or using those uh, squat shoes? Um, I, yeah, I've tried on like a block, like, uh, like on a weight kind of, um, but not with squat shoes ever. No. Yeah. I'm just wondering if you can get lower by doing that. And that would be a, a definite indicator that, you know, ankle mobility might be something that you want to look into and, and address because it will, uh, you know, provide you a lot more stability and ankle support, uh, when you get dropped down into mm. your squat. Are, do you have access to maps prime? Uh, yeah, I have maps prime. Okay. Um, uh, use that, use that, do the compass test, do the priming before your workout, uh, be consistent with that. It'll make a big difference. And then, you know, back to what Adam was saying about increasing strength and mobility. I'm going to add something to that. It looks different than what you might anticipate. So what I mean by that is, uh, let's say you normally squat 150 pounds down to parallel. Okay. Uh, yeah. but you work on mobility and your squat doesn't go up in weight, but now you're squatting an inch lower in your squat. You've just gotten stronger. So strength gains okay. look a little different than they do when you're just adding weight to the bar. Adding a little bit more of a range of motion uh, that you can control means you got stronger. So make sure you pay attention to that. Don't worry as much about the weight on the bar. Yeah. If you're improving mobility and stability, that means your strength is going Yeah, you're up. basically unlocking a new exercise that way. Great. And then I want to go back to what Justin asked you because he you didn't get a chance to answer. When you lifted your heels and were squatting, did you notice you could get deeper that way? Yes, I could. Yeah, okay. and that was just body weight, but yeah. Okay, so that I mean, there that's a clear indication that uh, I would be working on your combat stretch. So it, it make that just a routine every day, regardless of your squatting. Every day before you lift, and then if you can, multiple times throughout the day, starting to do the combat stretch and start to improve your ankle mobility, and that alone should already start to help out the depth in your squat. Okay, great. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Yeah, that's a good uh, good conversation because I can understand like the the it feels like a trade off, right? Oh, mm -hmm. I'm not I'm not I I, I want to add more weight. Uh, that's more important than me improving my mobility. It's more fun or whatever. Oh yeah, I mean that's one of those conversations I'm constantly having to have, uh, especially with athletes too. But what they don't realize is if they put the work into that, like you actually can produce more force, which means you get stronger and you're able to apply, uh, you know, more of this strength in, in more directions. Well, I, you know, I've shared on the podcast. It's been a while since we talked about this, but you know, there was a time not that long ago where I could barely break ninety degrees on a squat, and I could easily do 405 back then at 90 degrees. And it took me a really long time to get to the place where I was squatting the same amount of weight all the way ass to grass. But one of the things that I noticed was the development of my legs with lighter weight. So even though I wasn't lifting as much weight as I was, say, five, six years ago, because I had a much deeper range of motion, the development in my quads was superior to what it was before when I was lifting more weight. So a lot of times we just think that, oh, if I don't see more weight going on the bar, I'm not making strength improvements. But if you increase your range of motion, like Sal was saying, a couple inches, you are getting stronger. Mm -hmm. Our next caller is Nick from Ontario. Hey, Nick, how can we help you? Hi. Um First off, I've been listening for a year. You guys are hilarious, and I love your show. Just thought I'd say that now. Thanks. Get that out of the way. Um, I have been having issues with 
my hamstring ever since they did ACL surgery on my right knee. So they had to take some hamstring tendon to redo the ACL. That would have been five-ish years ago. Um, and then anytime I was doing any sort of hip hinging drills, um, I would have more of a stretch on the left side. Mm. Or sorry, I'd have yeah more of a stretch on the left side because the right run was weak. Um, I've pulled it a couple times when I first had the surgery and one of the physios said that they thought I had a recoil in it, um, which whoever knows what that means. And then it's kind of like um, manifest into needing hip surgery two years ago because it threw off my hips and then my left hip had um, a impingement. So then that ended up tearing some of the labrum. So yeah, I've had all these little issues and I'm always trying to work on it kind of a little bit of a perfectionist and I just can't get my right hamstring specifically the inside part of my hamstring strong. Um, so yeah, I thought I'd reach out to you guys. Okay. So a uh, little, little context for the listener. So uh, this is a, a type of ACL repair and, and there's some pluses and minuses. The pluses are it makes the ACL much more stable. It's actually one of the better ways to cause create stability there. But the cons are that the hamstring now is a little different. And so you may find differences in how you hip hinge um, from one side to the other. Now, here's I want to ask you a couple questions because you said you, you hurt your hip, hip afterwards. Uh, are you... Are you pushing yourself? Are you trying to consistently add strength? Is this, is there, is there something that you think you're doing that may be contributing to this? So at the time, I was actually uh, on a university level rower, so there was a lot of um, motion and then a lot of rotation to the right side as well. Um, but again, with that rowing motion, there's a lot of hip hinging every single stroke. So okay. All right, so I'm, I'm glad you said that because that, that kind of changes things a little bit um, uh, because after a procedure like that, it can take a long time to make it kind of feel uh, normal. And if you're at a high level of competition, you kind of don't have time. You need to compete. And if you're a rower, that's a very competitive sport. And yeah, there is a lot of posterior chain, right? A lot of hamstring, back, uh, biceps um, involved in, 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 in rowing. Um, so that definitely played a role. Now, my advice for you um, would be to focus entirely on unilateral exercises. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So everything you do for your hamstrings and your quads, everything you do for your lower body, I would do one leg at a time for a while. So split stance exercises, Bulgarian split stance squats, lunges, step ups, single leg deadlifts. Like that's where I would focus. And then I would also focus on uh, exercising uh, your lateral uh, stability, both uh, moving out and in. So mm -hmm. exercises that strengthen the muscles that pull the knees together and that pull them apart. Uh, it's going to be real important uh, for you. I have an exercise that I love. Uh, I think we have it on our YouTube, but uh, a single leg deadlift where we use a slider. Uh, and you're just going to notice if your heel rotates in or out or if you can keep it nice and stable and locked as you hip hinge back. And just to kind of go through something really slow and methodical uh, and, and work on it as a corrective type of an exercise would be a great addition. Nick, do you have this option? Are you are you training for a sport right now or are you running in addition? Are you doing anything else or can you pretty much program however you want? Um. 
I mean, we're kind of in lockdown here, so I have my home gym. I have kettlebells, a couple dumbbells, TRX, stability ball. Um, limited on the weight, but obviously if it's single leg, it should be fine. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I'm pretty much in my basement, so can't really I, I, do too much. I love the the single leg deadlift, single leg, even like pistol squats using your suspension trainer. Mm. Uh, and the uh, I was doing that today. So you know, today we're training legs, and I heard a pop in my my leg, and when I were doing heavy lunges with Sal, and I instantly went to just all stability focused training. And so the T or the TRX or suspension trainer is. Uh, phenomenal for this because you can just use it to help uh, stabilize you while you really focus on the movement uh, and depth and range of motion for that. So I love the single leg pistol squat with use, using the suspension trainer for support so you can really pay attention to your movement. And then I love the the single leg deadlift for, for your situation that you're in. Okay. And then how would you know when to, I guess, phase into traditional um, lifts again? I would, I would, I would want to see myself progress pretty well in strength before I go back to go test it with bilateral. Yeah. So I would, wherever your, you know, your strength, and by the way, movement is far more important. So the, 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 how, how well you move is much more important than how much you grab. So in other words, you could maybe right now you're a strong enough guy. You could go grab 80 pound dumbbells and single leg deadlift maybe. And maybe just cause you can do that. Your movement isn't as pretty when you move 40 pound dumbbells. So start with a weight that you move really, really well and controlled on both sides and then start to wait till you start to see yourself progress there before you go back and retest bilaterally. Yeah, and it, I'll add this. Uh, use a mirror and when you're when both sides feel equal, okay, when both sides feel pretty equal in strength, movement, mobility, then it might be a good idea to progress uh, to, to double leg uh, exercises. But only only when both sides don't when there doesn't feel like there's a huge disparity. Do you have uh, Maps Prime? Are you priming before your workouts? By the way, I got Prime Pro, um, and then yeah, I, I normally do a lot of ninety ninety stuff before my workouts, and then I have a little bit of a protocol physio has kind of given me, but I, I'm finding that that one's not working. Um, anymore so okay maps prime pro is is, is perfect so uh, continue working within there take the tests within the program i would look at uh, i'd start at the feet um because once you have an imbalance on one side then moving up and down from that right so if it's in the hamstring then you're going to start to notice issues in the ankle and the hip and then if it doesn't get fixed and you continue to work out and push yourself it moves up and down the kinetic chain so it'll move all the way up to the shoulder even uh, oftentimes, so I would I would go ankle, foot. Then I would look. You're already doing hip. I think that's an obvious one, which is probably why you chose uh, 9090. I would also look at the upper back and see if there's any differences there. If you've been squatting this whole time with both legs, don't be surprised if you've been compensating as high as your upper back. There may even. be an asymmetrical shift. Yeah, it's funny that you guys say that because I do feel that like one shoulder is probably a little higher than the other, and there's definitely extra thoracic rotation on one side and mm. definitely my ankle 
is not the same on one side versus the other side. So. You know, so what happens is that as you work up the kinetic chain, it it it, uh, it zigzags back and forth. So like the the reason why your left hip had issues is because the it's the hamstring on the right side, and so then it'll bounce to the opposite side, low back, and then upper back. It just kind of how if you can you can follow it and, like that all and, the way up. And, and you also said you rode a lot and rotated to the right. So I'm assuming you were on a team and you were on one side, and so you were always pulling in one direction. Yeah. For four years. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. definitely, definitely work on uh, mobility. I would make that a focus. Some of my hardest clients to work with were clients that played a sport that favored one side. I'll never forget. I, I had a baseball player who pitched for years and years and years and years uh, with his right arm. And uh, boy, was there a difference in rotation in in him because he always trained one side. So so focus on that. That is going to play a role. That's probably going to play a bigger role than your surgery, believe it or not. I mean, you're trained your body in one direction very intensely for four years, right? So, which is probably longer than it took you to, you know, recover from your ACL surgery. So I would focus on mobility, do unilateral exercises. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to add one more thing. Do unilateral for everything. Okay. Now that we're, you know, uh, it, ma it makes more sense now, especially when you consider, you know, you're rowing for four years. I would do everything one side at a time um, for a long time until things balance out. Okay. All right. I'll I'll uh, I'll stick to the unilateral. I've I've sprinkled it in here and there, but I've never stuck with it super long because I guess my ego's tried to take over to <laughs> lift those heavy weights. Nick, you will be so. you will be blown away at your progress. Give it at least six months. You will be blown away at All right. the first couple months are going to feel slow and what the heck's going on. After about two months, strength is really going to start to kick in, and then you'll start to see some newbie gains. Those those gains that you got when you first started working out because it's so different and new for your body. So. Do that for at least six months. All right. Well, I got all the time in the world. So <laughs> awesome. Thanks for calling, man. Yeah. Thank you, guys. No problem. All right. You know, it's funny. They, uh, I remember reading this article where I think it was in England. They were doing some kind of construction job and they had uncovered some remains, uh, some old remains from medieval times. And oh. they, they were trying to determine who they were. Yeah. And when they looked at the skeletons, they saw it was the longbow man. Yeah, they yeah. saw like one arm was the bone was so much thicker, the spine was slightly twisted, mm -hmm. and there was this huge like discrepancy. And then they determined these were long bowmen, which mm -hmm. you know back in those days, uh, that, you I mean you're pulling that thing required hundreds of pounds of pressure uh, and strength, and that was I mean they were they were uh, the world's number one army because of it. Um, and, and these guys, you could see it in their skeletons. Oh, yeah. So you train for four years rowing in one it direction. It totally morphs your whole uh, biology at Absolutely. That yeah. So you got to balance it out. Uh, otherwise, you're going to run into problems. Look, you can find Mind Pump on video as well as audio. Come check us out on YouTube, Mind Pump Podcast. Now, if you want to find your favorite fitness podcast hosts individually, the best place to do it is Instagram. You can find Justin at Mind Pump Justin. You can find me at Mind Pump Sal and Adam at Mind Pump Adam. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. 
With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.